Greetings, and welcome to CatastropheCast.com. My name is Walter, and today we're going to actually discuss something that is timely, even though it happened over 100 years ago now. It's timely in that, in the news, very recently, there has been a mining disaster that happened in the country of Turkey that has brought the country basically to its knees with the strikes that are going on. Well, today's topic, as I said, is from 100 years ago. It's the Dawson mining disaster of 1913. A little bit of background. The town of Dawson is a tiny little town in New Mexico in the northeastern part of the state. It was founded in 1869 by John Barclay Dawson. He purchased it for $3,700. And a couple of years after he purchased it, the original owner decided that he wanted to sell his land. Well, because Dawson and the original owner had shook on it and Dawson gave him the $3,700, there was no original actual paper contract. People thought that, you know, they were buying Dawson's land, including the original owner's land. So that went to court, was thrown out. Dawson actually owned his land plus a bit more. So Dawson actually had started finding coal on his land. And it was, you know, very fortuitous because he was able to use that coal for himself for heating and he was able to sell it to his neighbors as well. So it was, you know, it it was just coal that was sitting on the ground. When he, you know, he continued to farm the land and in 1901, he decided that he wanted to sell it. So he and a partner sold his land to the Dawson Fuel Company, and he he bought it for thirty seven hundred dollars. He sold it for four hundred thousand dollars. So it's a that's a pretty good uh, return on his original investment. The Dawson Fuel Company actually grew the town from what it was, and because you know they had uh, all this coal that that they could mine. So the the town of Dawson actually really quickly grew. When the first miners started, there were 50 miners that were working in 1901 going into the first mine. By the time that Dawson was actually closed later, there were 10 different mines. So, but that's yet to come. There were about 2,000 residents by 1905 and at that time, the town had a school, a post office, a saloon, a hotel, and actually a newspaper. In 1906, the Dawson Fuel Company was actually purchased by Phelps Dodge. And if that name sounds familiar, they're actually, technically, they're still around. They are a mining company that was purchased in 2007 and now part of a much larger organization. But they actually still have mines that are working today. So in 1906, the town started to grow to about 3,500 people and then continued to grow and grow and grow. One of the things that they had to start and build as a company town was they actually had to start building a cemetery. So because, you know, mining is not the safest occupation. doesn't matter if it was 100 years ago or, or in the last month. Mining can be very dangerous. So part 
of what Phelps Dodge did was build a cemetery. Dawson was so big and so important with the amount of coal that they were taking out of the ground, they were actually mining one-sixth of the amount of coal that the United States could use. I mean, it was, it, when you think about it, it's, it's just gigantic. Phelps Dodge tried to, you know, make mining as safe as possible. You know, that's what companies, you know, want to do. They, they try to make it safe because, like I said, doesn't matter when it is, mining is dangerous. And actually, the mines at Dawson were considered some of the highest achievement in modern equipment and safety. On Monday, October 20th, 1913, the mines, which were known as Stag Canyon Mine Number 1 and Number 2, they were actually inspected, and they were reported to be, and this is actually a quote, free from traces of gas and in splendid general condition. Thing is... That changed two days later. On the morning of October 22nd, 1913, 286 men and boys, yes, there were boys working in the mine because, remember, no child labor laws at the time. So 286 men and boys went down into the mines to work. Many of these uh, people were immigrants from Italy, China, Germany, all over the world, really. So there were lots of people who, who were in there and, and were working. Work commenced and everything was, you know, normal up until about 3 p.m. At 3, there was an explosion in the number two mine. The eyewitness accounts say that flames shot out of the mouth of the number two mine out 100 feet. That's, that's pretty immense right there. And the shockwave was felt two miles away in Dawson City proper. The town immediately mobilized and they decided to, you know, to they had to rescue these 286 men and boys who went down in the mine. There were uh, other towns nearby and the people from those other towns started to help out. There were even striking mine workers up in Colorado who decided to you know, stop striking and head down to New Mexico to help out, see what they could do. But all in all, there were only 23 people who survived. Of, Of that 286, there were 263 men and boys who died in the mine as a result of that explosion. There were an additional two men who went to help out, and they were actually killed in the mine itself, when they were trying to free people. So, what happened? Now, even though the mine was free from traces of gas and in splendid general condition, everyone knows, you know, if you picture a mine worker in your mind at the moment, you know, if I say, think about what a mine worker looks like, they've probably got on a hard hat with a light on it, and their face is probably covered in soot. That's, that's, essentially, you know, what a mine worker looks like. Well, it's, you know, it's because they are working in dirt, in the earth. Well, these guys, they were down there and they were starting to prep for a new vein to mine out the coal in the new vein. Now, 
there were safety precautions. Like I said, they actually had sprinkler system that helped out to suppress all the coal dust. However, whoever was prepping to start that new vein actually decided to prep it with dynamite. Now, as you can imagine, dynamite is not allowed during mining operations. I mean, it, it's, it's, you've got the coal dust down there, you've got methane down there, and you're going to throw dynamite into the mix. They were allowed to do some blasting. The Bureau of Mines said that, you know, you could use some blasting, but dynamite itself was not allowed. And if you were going to blast, you had to get all the workers evacuated and you had to have sufficient water in the sprinklers to suppress all the coal dust so that you wouldn't have any issues. Whatever, for whatever reason that day, that did not happen. You know, maybe the sprinklers weren't on in that area. Maybe they weren't on hard enough. Who knows? But whatever happened, they ignited the coal dust and blew that mine completely up. And as soon as they started that, it, it sealed the fate of those 263 men and boys. So the rescuers come. They're pulling people out of the mine. Like I said, 23 people survived out of the 286. And those 263 men and boys who did not survive, well, they were pulled out of Stag Canyon mine number two, and they were laid to rest in the Phelps Dodge Company Cemetery up the hill. They even had to extend the cemetery based on just the sheer amount of bodies that they had to bury. Now, mine two started working again after things, you know, settled back into normality and they continued to start mining again and they mined for years to come. It was in February of 2013 when the number one mine actually experienced their own disaster what happened was a rail car came off the rails and actually ignited the coal dust that was in the area. In that incident, there were 123 men who were killed. Here's the really bad thing about that. Many of the ones that were killed were related to or were the children of the men who were killed 10 years previous. So they, of course, recovered from that disaster as well. So, and Phelps Dodge kept sending men down into the mines and opening up new lines. Like I said, there were up to 10 mines in the Dawson area that Phelps Dodge pulled coal out of the ground for. They finally closed the town, the mines, which basically closed the town because it was a company town in 1950. So all the mines shut down. Most of the buildings were actually either abandoned and demolished. Some of them were moved, but the town basically was wiped off the map. It was truly a forgotten ghost town until 1991. Now there were two brothers who were in the area and, you know, knowing that this had been, had some historical 
significance over time, they actually were going through and using metal detectors to see what they could find. And they came across all of these steel crosses. And they realized this is the Dawson Cemetery. The Dawson Cemetery was in such, such state of disrepair that they went back to the New Mexico State Historic Preservation Division and said, can you put this cemetery on the National Register of Historic Places? And they actually listened, and it happened. So that cemetery was brought back into the public's consciousness, as was the city of Dawson. At the time, the Preservation Division said that they didn't even know that the cemetery even existed. So this was something that was truly just had slipped from the public's mind. Nowadays, Dawson is actually, again, part of a working ranch, as it had been way, way, way back in the early days, back after it was founded in 1869. So these days, there is a working ranch on Dawson, and that area is, it's not abandoned anymore, so it is being used. The nice little thing about this is that every two years, former residents and other people, I'm assuming, you know, people who are fans of history and, you know, and want to know where our heritage comes from, they actually gather every two years and have a picnic on Labor Day in the Dawson area. So that's it. It's a quick one this time. I want to thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. You can email me at podcast at catastrophecast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at catastrophecast. Or you can check out our new Facebook page. That is facebook.com slash catastrophecast. Thanks for listening.